all the good things. We got all the good things. Not only did it waive the price tag, but who better to carry her child than her own mom who carried her. And that is we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. That the family dynamic, unconditional support, and sacrifice, and the resilience of the human spirit was humbling for him as a physician. How important it is to connect with your inner child and keep your inner child alive. The moral of the story is tag you are it you're in it together always and forever going out of your way to stay in people's lives because life is meaningful because we get to share it with others what's up what's up we're back by popular demand back in quarantine (laughs) i'm melissa and i'm esme and we're your hosts of all the good things podcast every monday we bring you good stories and hopefully something to make you feel more uplifted or positive about the world even though we know that there's a lot of serious shit happening that's beyond our control anyway that's a tangent but we digest the serious shit so often so we're trying to create a special place for you to ingest some good shit too exactly inhale the good shit exhale the bullshit it's all about balance all about (laughs) balance and because we're super balanced obviously over here esme (laughs) esme's gonna ohm but she's also gonna give you a good thing that's going on in her life and hopefully inspires you to think of a good thing in yours as well well friends i recently acquired a new big tv for free Oh, did you? I did. (laughs) And it's a gift from Melissa. And I'm very excited because it's probably like twice as big as the one that's in our house right now. And I have recently discovered two TV shows that I am binging hardcore because they're so wholesome and so good. And I'm going to watch them on my new big TV that I got for free as a gift from the generous and beautiful Melissa. (laughs) You're very welcome. And you have to share what those two TV shows are. I totally will. Okay, so the first one is called Say I Do. And Is that a wedding one? It's a wedding one. And it's so wholesome. So it's essentially Queer Eye. But instead of five gay guys with specialties, it's three. And one of them is a chef, one of them is an event planner, and one of them is a designer. And instead of transforming someone's life, they show up and gift people like a magical wedding that they somehow put together within less than a week. Oh my god. That's still transforming someone's life. It's Oh, it absolutely <laughs> it is. It takes a year or two years of wedding planning off of their hands. And it's so magical and so wholesome. And like every episode is just a couple that's so deeply in love. It's beautiful. I've cried many times watching that show. And it's just like totally feel good you know and you get like design and food and decor and it's uh, it's great so say i do is the first show i'm obsessed with the second one is called the good doctor and it's on hulu and it follows an autistic red uh, it follows an autistic surgical resident who also has a savant syndrome which is you know basically what he lacks in social skills, he completely excels in 
critical thinking and analyzing surgical patients. So it's really cool and it's super wholesome because he has had like a lot of obstacles in life that he's had to overcome, but he's crushing it as a surgical resident and it's equal parts ugly cry sad and equal parts happy cry because he's doing a good job and yeah well these we're just off to a really great start we really are (laughs) (laughs) go on these i love these recommendations that's the word i'm looking for thank you for that esme i got you what is your good thing melissa my good thing is well since we're back in quarantine hence my not so funny punny intro um I've been able to do outdoor fitness thanks to this company called Dominate and we do socially distanced outdoor yoga outdoor hit classes in nearby parks so I get to lead and run the ones in Pasadena along with a few other teachers who are also running elsewhere so they're running in Santa Monica, Culver City, Hermosa and it's felt really wholesome to be able to go outside and actually have an hour of fresh air um, and also to see like people that I haven't got to see in so long. It really re- reminded me how important community is to me. So I encourage you if you have a chance to continue to keep up with your social connections, whether it be safely from your home or joining us and Dominate for an outdoor workout. Speaking of outdoor and social connections, because you love nature, if you ever want to be my plus one at Descanso Gardens, I got you. I want to go. Can we go? Let's do it. Yes. In exchange for the free TV, I'm going. (laughs) You could totally be my plus one anytime. Anytime, girl. You see how you do that, kids? You throw in stuff. (laughs) No, but on a serious note, I'm so happy you're taking that TV. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to our good things. I'm excited for you guys to share yours. Please remember to just message us on Instagram, your good thing. Seriously, no matter how big or small, Esme and I geek out over reading those from you guys. It means a lot. We also have a direct link on our website, www.allthegoodthingspodcast.com, where you can type us in and it'll automatically send us an email with your good story. Ditto. Anywho, let's jump into what you guys have been waiting for. Let's get into some good stories. Esme, do you want to go? Yes, I am so excited for this story because I've hinted at it multiple times in the past. And it is a story about an epic, epic game of tag. Tag, you're it. And you can make fun of my Minnesotan accent this entire episode. I give you permission because... The only two words in my vocabulary where I sound like I'm from the Midwest are tag and bag. Tag. T-A-G. The child game where you run around and you touch each other and then you're it. And then you run around and you go touch someone else and they're it. I haven't played tag in so long. This is making me nostalgic. It is incredibly wholesome. And oh my God, that game is seriously like a biological weapon right now. True, true. Oh, yeah. I wonder. No, they're good. Tag, they're you're good, yeah. it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yikes. Deadly. Oh, make my story dark. Sorry. Anyways, it's a good story, so we'll jump back into it. Um, this group of friends in high school started a game of tag, and they all grew up together in Spokane, Washington, and there's a group of 10 of them. 
Their names are Joey T, Joey C, who they've nicknamed Beef. Um, there's a father, Sean, because he is a priest now. We've also got Pat, Chris, Rick, Mark, Bill, Brian, and Mike. Father Sean is the coolest one. I also just like how it's Beef. Like, there's just a random guy named Beef in there. Anyways, so they all went to high school together, and they it was a Catholic high school in Spokane, Washington. And they were all very, very different, not really people who you'd think would be friends. They weren't really a clique either. They're like, we're not the smart ones. We're not the jocks. One of them in an interview actually described them as refugees from all the other cliques in their high school who made their own gang. A tag gang. And uh, (laughs) I just think it's so funny that they're like, we were refugees of all the other cliques. I know. And we made a gang, a tag those gang. Those are very like just, intense words to those use. Those words to don't go together. Your social situation in a Catholic high school. Imagine like the Crips playing tag. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they decided to name themselves the Tag Brothers. And during their free period, they were either encouraged to study or go to mass. And they were like, no, fuck that. We're going to play tag instead. So every free period that they had, they would just aggressively play a chaotic game of tag in their Catholic high school. But sadly, life goes on. High school ended, and so did the game. And Joey T was the last person tagged as it. So he was going to have to live with the shame of being it for his entire life. And he lived with that shame and that burden through college, through his friend's weddings, through the birth of his friend's kids, and the beginning of their careers. And just like life and most people, they all ended up in different cities with different jobs and slowly fell out of touch, literally and metaphorically get it because it's about tag (laughs) that was really good and they just drifted apart but they would randomly get back together and one night while having a bunch of beers they came up with the idea to resurrect their game of tag as grown adults they just decided that we want to stay in each other's lives and playing this game will give us a reason to do that And Father Sean said that the tag game is, I think, symbolic of the beauty and the depth of our friendship, even though it's a pretty juvenile game to play. And one of the tag brothers had actually become a lawyer. So they created an official tag participation agreement drafted in the format of a legal document. It's very intense. It's published online. It's like four pages in, you know, typewriter font. And it essentially just has three rules. Number one, this game will happen in February only. So February 1st to the last day in February is the only time that tagging is allowed to happen. Second rule, very important. No touchbacks. (laughs) You If someone comes up and tags you, you can't tag them right back. Doesn't work like that. 
And number three, very fair rule. Number three is honesty. So someone asks you if you're it, you gotta answer honestly. And other than that, nothing is off limits at all. So in the month of February, it just gets absolutely chaotic for this group of guy friends. I'm surprised like February that month has Valentine's Day. I know. What if you're having like a romantic dinner with your wife and then boom, tag. Well, so the game goes on. One time Patrick's dad passed away and his funeral was in February and one of his friends came and you know, as they were walking up to the casket, they would you know, put his hand on his shoulder and be like, I'm sorry for your loss. And one of them came around and put his hand on his shoulder and just said, you're it, at his dad's funeral. <laughs> this, this has been made into a movie, hasn't it? I, it absolutely I think has. It. Okay. It absolutely has been. And it was just a beautiful way to add friendship and a sense of playfulness into what would be a really sad day and Patrick said that my dad would have thought that was funny so he was totally okay with it uh they get really into costumes like deeply into costumes because the whole way that you really tag someone in the month of February is through the month of surprise right and once they dressed up as a street beggar with like a cap and a wig and then when he went to go give him the money he's like tag you're it gotcha Oh my god, that's uh, so good. Another time, one of them dressed as a hot granny. So found like a real long dress, stuffed the boobs, got a wig, some glasses, and a cane, and proceeded to walk around a park for a whole hour or more in character as this granny waiting for their friend to come into the parking lot and then tagged them. Um, another one of the tag brothers was tagged while taking a shower. And another one hid in someone's trunk for who knows how long. Hopefully not that long. That's very unsafe. And then when they went to pop the trunk, he was in there and popped out and tagged him. I want to be friends with these group of people. Yeah. So they go hard, real hard. And probably like to date, I'm guessing that this game of tag has been going on for around 30 years now. So it's the, and Joey T, who was the last person it, started off as the new person who was it when they decided to resurrect it. So it's really the same game of tag that they've been playing since high school. And one of them said that I'm pretty proud of the fact that I still keep in touch with 10 really good guys. And if that's not the definition of maturity and loyalty, I'm not sure what is. And in the movie, they use the quote that you shared in episode 30. And throughout the movie, they keep repeating my favorite quote of all time, which you shared in episode 30, and that is, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And just so you get a little bit of background on this movie, because it's absolutely fantastic, they basically were playing this game for forever and somehow got into the local news And a reporter from the Wall Street Journal saw that news and decided to actually do an entire piece about it. And the journalist's name was Russell Adams. And 
the original Wall Street Journal article that really kind of just skyrocketed this story is called It Takes Caution Planning to Avoid Being It. And it received a huge, huge response. It was published in January of 2013. Um, and within like mid-February, within a month, they already had a movie deal. They also had some military vets reach out to the Wall Street Journal asking for a copy of the TAG participation agreement. And they actually had so many requests about it that they ended up publishing it online. And the movie was eventually released with an incredible cast of John Hamm, Ed Helms, Jake Johnson, Jeremy Renner, uh, Hannibal Burris, Isla Fisher, and Rosita Jones. And it's just... Such a fun movie. It's so lighthearted and comedic and stylized and just, you know, aggressive. So they take some of the actual tagging stories and repeat them, but then they also, you know, go on the movie extravaganza of making them really intense. Like there's a golf cart chase and chloroforming involved. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's a really good movie, and it ends on a really, really, really sweet note. And it has some beautiful nuggets of wisdom. Like, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And they have another quote in there that says, to live in the past is to die in the present. And it's just all about going out of your way to stay in people's lives because life is meaningful because we get to share it with others. And it's... A great movie so go watch it and go read about these awesome people and I don't know go play tag with your friends absolutely that is such an inspiring story and I did watch that movie that movie was the bomb and it's really amazing to know that that was based off a true story I think it's so great that people who literally just live their life and aren't afraid to bring back that childlike nature that they have even as adults is so freaking magical. And I think everyone should be able to like live their life with their friends and make connections where they feel like they can just be their childlike selves and do crazy fun things spontaneously or cautious planning and actually enjoy the most out of the present moment of life with the people that they love. I love this movie so much and the quote so much too that I ended up theming my yoga classes around it for like a while. And you can dive into so many different spaces like how important it is to connect with your inner child and keep your inner child alive. You can even dive into the space where if you're tr doing something that you truly love, you'll never have to work a day in your life or even just... If you feel like you're playing with whatever your job or profession is, then like work and when work and play become one, everything in your life simply becomes living and it's super cool and I love it. Yes. And the loyalty there, the loyalty of keeping the game with all the original members is super sweet. I love that. That's my story and 20 out of 10 would recommend you go watch Tag after you listen to the beautiful Melissa tell her good story. <laughs> Thank you, Esme. 
Well, in the same lines of loyalty and creating this really boundless family, this kind of forever sort of family that the tag bros did, I'm happy to share this story about this couple and this unstoppable mom. So this story is about Brianna Lockwood and Aaron Lockwood and their love story and how it has evolved and transformed. So Brianna and Aaron got married and very much enjoyed having their relationship be them too. And of course, they always envisioned themselves having kids, but it was never a priority because they always thought, oh, we'll get to kids later. Like, we have plenty of time. Well, Brianna's grandfather started to get ill and she really badly wanted to have a baby for her granddad to see so that they could have a great grandson or great granddaughter in the family. So they started trying to have kids, and that's when Brianna's world changed. She didn't expect fertility to be such an issue because women are usually working so hard to prevent it till they actually want kids. So imagine preventing it for so long, and then when you finally are ready, when you finally want one, you cannot conceive, and it's impossible it's just probably a shock. That must be such a crazy, like, flip in perspective and goal, like a complete 180. Like, I will do everything in my power to not get pregnant. And then all of a sudden, you, like, I'm ready. Let's flip this around full steam ahead. Give me a baby in my belly now. Nada. I'm very far away from that feeling, but I can imagine that it would be a shocker to embrace. Absolutely. Just me thinking about it in this story really put it in perspective because I'm definitely the first part right now. Anywho. Sorry, Ollie. Sorry, Ollie. Anywho, Brianna and Aaron were really desperate to have a baby and they wanted to continue trying the natural way just to see if it was something that could eventually happen for them with the right timing, with maybe the help of a professional. And that's where they met Dr. Kaplan. And... They asked Dr. Kaplan, okay, like, what should we do? Is there anything we should take? They got all the info on her cycle, all her tests. And she was able to get pregnant two times, but unfortunately suffered two heartbreaking miscarriages. So after suffering two heartbreaking miscarriages, Brianna and Aaron kind of gave up all hope on having a natural birth. They realized that it wasn't good for her. She, Brianna had even acquired uh, a scarred tissue in her uterus, which made it unsafe to have kids. And along the whole process, Brianna's mom, Julie Loving, was there. And Julie always says that she could feel her daughter's grief through the whole entire process because she was there every step of the way. And if that's your daughter, that bond, that connection, the the hope and joy of your daughter is literally like attached to you. Julie said that she was definitely emotional throughout the whole process with her daughter, Brianna. So Dr. Kaplan floated the idea of surrogacy. And I didn't actually know this except for the movie Baby Mama, but it is true that surrogacy comes at a hefty price of $100,000. Yeah, surrogacy is incredibly expensive as it should be though because you're asking another woman to go through doctor's appointments health carry a 
life in her body that she's going to give away. It's a very accurate high cost. Yes, it does. It does just kind of catch you by surprise when you look at those dollar bill signs at first. But then you realize babies are not about the price tag. It's not about the money, money, money. Okay. Ain't about that. Uh, cha-ching, cha-ching. Ain't, Ain't about, about that. that. Yeah. Ba-blang, ba-blang. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the world's dancing and we realize that surrogacy is a very big possibility for Brianna. However, that price tag did like throw them for a loop. They're like, whoa, that's a lot. Rightfully so. But do we want to or can we invest that? Well, without hesitation, Brianna's mom, Julie Loving, 51 years old, volunteered herself to be the surrogate. And in most case scenarios, that usually may not work because you do have to pass certain psychological tests, health tests. You have to check your levels of hormones and all that sort of thing. And Dr. Kaplan remembers looking at Julie and being kind of skeptical, like, "Mm," because of her age. But Julie herself is in fantastic shape. In fact, Julie says that she feels like she's 30. And Julie contributes that feeling from all her focus on healthy nutrition and lots of running. So she is in more uh, healthy condition than a lot of average 30-year-olds. So Dr. Kaplan decided to run some tests and Julie did pass with flying colors. And that moment right there is when Brianna really actually considered it. Yay, Julie! Woo-woo! Good job. Also, there's a very big difference between your chronological age and your biological or physiological age, which is why it's so important to work out and eat healthy. And, you know, I've got the working out mostly down. My next venture will be eating healthy. At the moment, (laughs) I enjoy carbs and breakfast burritos and ice cream way too much. Life is about balance, and we're going with the ebb and flow of life. So, yes, we'll work on them both. It is important if you don't have any of those factors in your life to start at least incorporating one. And now, because she honored those things so well, she qualifies to be a surrogate. Woo! Yes, she does. And, of course, Brianna at first was like, Mom, no, you can't. But after seeing that she was a viable option, even in the doctor's eyes, that, first of all, it not only did it waive the price tag, but who better to carry her child than her own mom who carried her? I'm tearing up. It's so old. So, that day, Julie Loving officially became Brianna Lockwood, her daughter's surrogate mother. And she, I'm happy to report, she is successfully pregnant. She's very healthy, carrying the baby. And Julie's granddaughter and Brianna's baby will be due November 12th of 2020. I hope that it goes so smoothly and joyfully. And I just realized, you know, one of the people that most women want in the room when they're giving birth is their mom. But now it's like the mom giving birth to her grandchild with her daughter in the room. Oh, they're so connected. They're so connected. I love it. It's so much Ohana, so much family, so much unconditional love and support there. And 
Now they're going to have another girl in the family because the granddaughter and Brianna's baby is a girl that's going to be coming. Girl power. Girl Girl power. power. Dr. Kaplan even shared, after working with so many patients and seeing so many reports on what the ideal candidate is for a surrogate, that he was beyond shocked with Julie Loving and that this is an exceptional case, but also that the family dynamic, unconditional support, and sacrifice, and the resilience of the human spirit was humbling for him as a physician. And it's because of a wonderful bond between a mother and daughter that they're able to bring a baby into this world healthy, happy, and in a way that the daughter could not. And I think that's so amazing and inspiring and what love from a mother to want to assist your daughter in this way and to be fully available to do whatever you can to make her happy. This is so precious and so wholesome. And that grandma's going to have the best relationship with her granddaughter. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love is all around. So that's it, friends. That's it. The moral of the story is tag you are it. Keep the family tradition alive of playing that game, friends. And the moral of my story was also about unconditional love and family dynamics and really building a bond with your family where you're in it together always and forever. So thank you for listening to our stories today. I hope you feel lighthearted and your heart is oozing with bubbles And we look forward to hearing your good things. Like we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, please share with us what's going on in your life, what you would like us to share here on the podcast. We have one more episode to conclude our season finale coming at you next week. And then we will be back, back with more goodness to share in the world. That's right. That's right. So again, we love you, we thank you, and find us at allthegoodthingspodcast.com. Have a wonderful day. Bye, friends. All the good things, we got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift. And because we truly care, all the good things we share.